0: All right, Matthew chapter number 11, and uh, we've been away uh, the last few weeks. One, because I was sick one week, and uh, with the cough and everything, not with the virus, but with the cold. And then, obviously, with the coronavirus and the slowdown and the shutdown, uh, we took the, a couple weeks off there, uh, mainly not to stop studying, but mainly just for the neighbors To know that we were taking it all seriously. Um, The last thing we wanted to have was fifty cars be in the streets and fill up the neighborhood. Uh, It's a little different. I was talking to Dad and they they're in an industrial park area, so they you know, if a few people show up, it's not even noticed. We sit in a neighborhood and it's noticed. So, all right, Matthew chapter eleven, this is where we're uh we're we're starting verse number 1 and it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of the commandment his 12 disciples uh, commanding his 12 disciples he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities and again we we went through chapter 10 and uh, that is the commission that he gave to the apostles it began it began there in verse 5 chapter 10 verse 5 and it goes all the way down through the end of the chapter, but it really takes us all the way out to the second coming and into the kingdom. Now, in chapter eleven, we're going to shift gears a little bit here, and he says, uh, "Where and it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities." Now, their cities. If you look over at verse twenty-one. He says, Woe unto the Chorazan. Woe unto the Bethsidia. <clears throat> Excuse me. For if uh, the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre. You see that th- those cities there of Bethsidia and Chorazan, those are the cities on the northern end of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, we don't have a map or anything, and I'd throw one up. But if you look at a map, they sit at the northern end of the Sea of Galilee. So we're way up north. So the northern section here, and it's going to be important to remember that, because of the connection that was going to happen here, uh, as we move along in, in the chapter and into the uh, in chapter 12 and so forth. In chapter 11, and in chapter 12, Matthew, uh, here Matthew is going to show us the rejection of Christ by the nation. He's going to make it obvious. He's going to make it open. It's going to be very plain. Matthew has told us what, he, what the Lord is teaching him in chapters 5, 6, and 7. He shows, him how, he shows us how he demonstrates himself to be the rightful king in chapter 8, 9, and 10. He, in 10, he commissions his apostles. Now in chapters 11 and 12, he's going to demonstrate the rejection of Christ, how he's rejected. We're going to see the opposition uh, coming together, and Matthew is really going to put together the information so that it's obvious and it's open that they've rejected him. Then if you come over to chapter 13 and verse one 13:1, 1, the same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and now he's going to Chapter 13 is he's going to get outside of the house. That's an interesting term. When we get over there we'll look at that the house of Israel. He's now outside of the camp and then he's going to begin to speak to them in parables and the mystery of the parables of the kingdom and he's going to tell them how to understand the parables and he begins to put some distance finally between himself and the nation. Sorry, I need to mute this down. Okay. And uh, he, he's going to put him some distance between himself and the nation. And that's really what we're going to begin to see as we go and as, well, chapter 11 gets started. Chapter 11, uh, verse 1, He began to thence, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ... You okay? Okay... <laughs> Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Now, John's in jail, and it's important that we understand the prison ministry and the issue here with John. So go back over to chapter 4, if you will, in Matthew. Chapter 4. Forgot your glasses, huh? Okay. (laughs) Chapter 4. And it's an, it's an interesting thing here with John and John's disciples. And um, John was in prison. Matthew 4, if you look here at verse number 12. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. Uh, we, again, we've already studied this out. Then the Lord is going to go up north and so forth. But in chapter 4, verse 12, John is cast into prison. Now come over to chapter 14 of Matthew, chapter 14 of Matthew, and verse 3, Matthew 14, 3. For Herod had laid hold on John, and bound him, and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother's wife, verse 10. And he sent and beheaded John in prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up his body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Now, John's cast into prison in chapter 4, and he's in the prison all the way here to chapter 14. Then he's killed. So John is in prison. Come over to Mark chapter 6. John's in prison for a considerable, for, for a long time actually, for quite a while. Uh, And when you come over to Mark 6, notice that John had not been just silent while he was in prison. He had actually carried on quite an extensive ministry, even when he was in jail. And um, it's interesting, the record here in Mark. Mark 6, verse 17. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John, and brought him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Uh Uh-oh. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. (laughs) John was, uh, he pretty much laid it out there. Uh, You can't, you know, and then the young lady, (laughs) she got mad. And again, John was preaching against the sin there, and Herod knew it. And John got she got mad, and she couldn't kill him yet. Verse twenty: For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and a holy man. Again, she couldn't kill John because Herod feared John. He's a holy man he's a just man uh, uh, i'm sorry knowing that he was a just man and a and a whole and holy he's a righteous guy he's just he ob- he he had observed him herod had watched him and herod had been watching john listening to john keeping up with what he was doing verse 20 and observed him and when he had heard he did many things and heard him gladly i i mean Then verse 21, And when a convenient day was come that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee, Herod had many opportunities to have an audience with John. He had heard him gladly. And Herod did a lot of things that John told him that he ought to do. But when he ran up against his woman, (laughs) he got his head cut off. So when you come back here to Matthew 11, and John's in prison. He's been in jail for some time now, so his disciples are going to come now and ask a question. Verse 3, verse 2. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, and he said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Now, that's an interesting thing. Uh, by the way, flip back to Matthew 9, because we've seen this already with John's disciples. 9, verse 14. Matthew 9, 14. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast off, but thy disciples fast not? They, they've, there's already been some discussion between John's disciples and the Lord. They'll come and ask him a question. And then they go away, and there's really nothing, so this is nothing new in chapter 11. They've been back and forth with him. Chapter 11, verse 3, And said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we seek, look for another? Now, you want to pay attention to this as we go through it, because John here, well, look over at John 1. We spent time when we studied John 1. And, and talking about what really Matthew is bringing up here, John 1, look at verse 29. Because John sends those guys over there and says, are you really the guy, or are we looking for someone else? But notice John 1, starting verse 29, and notice what, that there's no doubt in John's mind about who, the, who Jesus Christ was. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Wherefore am I come baptizing with water? And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. So no doubt in John's mind who the Lord is. Okay? He says, listen, the Father said, sent to me, said this is what's going to happen, there's no doubt at all. So John clearly identifies him as the Son of God, the Messiah, the King. And he, and, and, and by the way, in verse 29 there, he's the Redeemer. Okay? So there is no doubt about who the Lord is. So then in Matthew 11, why the question? That's the question. Why does John send his guys down there and say... Are you really the guy? I mean, John is, John is in jail. He's, listen, he's heard about all the miracles that the Lord has done. And he sends those guys down there and says, Hey, is this really him? Now, when this happens, come back to Matthew 11, John gets a little bad rap usually when people talk about this passage and they say, Oh, he, he was a little shaky in his faith or lacked faith or this or that. But when you look at verse 7... And and as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? No, John was not somebody who was going back and forth. John was right on it. He, he, He understood what was going on. He wasn't like a reed in the wind, you know, back and forth, back and forth. He was, he was solid. He was straight. He, was what, he, he knew what was going on. He knew who the Lord was. He was paying attention. So then why does John send these guys over there and say, are you, the, are you the one? Well, look at verse 6. Let's get some answers here. And blessed is he... Whosoever shall not be offended in me. You see, John was offended in Christ. Now you've got to put yourself in John's place. He was not believing, he he, he was not believing in him. He was offended. So what does it mean to be offended? Well, come come back with me to Isaiah 28. Notice a verse Isaiah 28. Just real quick, hold on to Matthew 11, Isaiah 28. You see, John is the forerunner. He's the forerunner of the Messiah. He's the one that says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Messiah shows up. What's the Messiah supposed to bring with him? The kingdom. No doubt about that. The forerunner, here he is. Here's the Messiah. And you know what John says? why hasn't the kingdom come what's happening here john doesn't understand or expect or have any idea why there's a delay in the kingdom coming isaiah 28 verse 16 he says therefore thus saith the lord god behold i lay in zion for a foundation a stone a tried stone a precious cornerstone a sure foundation the end of the verse is, is where it's, he's at. He that believeth shall not make haste. You see, John's problem, back, go back to Matthew 11, was that he didn't understand what the, the, what the delay was in bringing in the kingdom. That's why in Matthew 9, when we looked over there, I, we talked about the delay he, and, and healing of Jairus' daughter. He he stops, Jairus comes, he stops, he's interrupted, the lady touches to him, okay? He doesn't get there before they say she's dead. He healed someone else. There's a delay. He's teaching them the delay tactic there. He does get there. He does raise her. But Christ... But I'm not Christ. John, that's John's problem. He's, he doesn't catch on to the delay factor. And John's patience here was being tested and tried. And actually what is going to happen with John the Baptist now is he's going to become a picture of that little flock in the tribulation in the 70th week there. He... John understood what the Lord, what the Father told him was going to happen. He understood the Old Testament that when this happens and the kingdom comes, but there's that delay. Why the delay? And there's a lot of things that go. You're back in Matthew 11 now. I hope that John doesn't understand. So he looks for the Lord for help. He goes to the right place. By the way, he sends his disciples to the Lord. He's a man of faith. And 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 he and he had unwavering faith in Christ. And again, he would never look to go somewhere else to find the answer, but he just he just didn't have it all down. So John's life is going to represent here that tribulation period where that little flock is going to come in and they're going to they're going to have some struggles, and they're going to, be, they're going to have their patience tested. Now, look, look, look here at Matthew 11 again, because they're going to go back, and they're going to... Uh, verse 4, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John, notice, again, those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Don't be be impatient. Wait on me. they were going to go back, and they're going to show John all the things that they had seen. and, And the thing in that verse is, again, go show John again. Because all of the works that the Lord has done. He lists them there in verse 5 and 6. Those are all of the works that the Old Testament said that the Messiah was going to do. And he's going to go back. These guys are going to go back now, and they're going to tell John again, go over with him again, the, the things that they had seen and heard that identified Christ as the Messiah. Not because they were supernatural events, because anyone can do a miracle. You go back to Deuteronomy 13, we'll get over into Matthew 27. If you think about Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2... The passage is there about the Antichrist and lying wonders and miracles and so forth. You go read Revelation 13, read Revelation 6. See, any, Deuteronomy 13, the, the first five verses, a, a guy shows up, does it, but then he says, hey, let's go against the Word of God. You take him out there and kill him. <laughs> you know, instant justice. You see, they don't have, you don't have to be God's man to do miracles at this time. Okay, But, but the miracles... They didn't prove that he was the Messiah because they were miracles, but rather what they proved that he was the Messiah because the activity that he was doing matches what the Old Testament says the Messiah will do when he comes back. Come back to Isaiah chapter 35. Isaiah 35. And and again, they weren't looking at him going, oh, you're doing a bunch of miracles, you're a great guy. They were were looking. He says, you go back and tell John these miracles. He lists them there in verse 5. And he says, I did these miracles. And Isaiah 35 will come to his mind. Isaiah 35, verse 3. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are a fearful heart. Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Verse 4, your God will come. (laughs) That's what it says. That's what John was looking for. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. Let's get on with it. You're to come back with a vengeance. You're to come back and save us. We're in the time of Jacob's trouble. Come on, let's get on with it. But again, the delay. But go back and tell him. Go back. Show him. Do this all again. Now you'll notice in verse 4, your God will come. Then, verse 5, then, when God comes back and saves you, then the eyes of the blind shall be open and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. When are those things going to happen? When your God shows up. So when you guys see those things happening, then who's there? That's the thing. Well, the Messiah is there. The works that Christ was doing, they were exact, precise verification, proof of who he was. You're in Isaiah. Come over to chapter 29. You see, these works that they were going to tell John again. I I just, I I can't get over that word again. John heard them. Tell him again. (laughs) A little patience here, buddy. We're going to get there. By the way, John never did get out of prison. So, Isaiah 29, look at verse 18. Isaiah 29, 18. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Isn't that interesting? The deaf are going to hear, the dumb are going to speak, and the blind are going to see. Come over to Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42, verse 7. Isaiah 42, verse 7, verse 6, he says, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Again, the blind eyes are going to see. Chapter 61 of Isaiah. And I just read these You know, you can go on and on and on with the list. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are... Bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. That's that's that passage in Luke four, verse eighteen and nineteen, where the Lord stops. He doesn't finish it off because <laughs> what's he there to do? He's there to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Not and, and he says, and this is fulfilled in your sight, Luke four, not to bring in the rest of it. So again, uh, come come on over to John five. Let me go back. I, I, and, you know, and when we went through John, we, we kind of plowed through this. And I know in Matthew we're kind of skipping through it because we've had this already in John, John 5 here. He's going to say the same thing, verse 35, 535. He was a burning and shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me, that the Father hath sent me. Who sent him? Father, how do we know it? Look at the works. Look at the activity. Look at the message. Chapter 10 of John. John 10 and verse 25. That was John 5, 35 and 36. Now John 10, verse 25. John 10, 25. Jesus answered them, I told you... That's not always good when somebody says, I told you. (laughs) I told you and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. You don't believe me? Look at my works. Drop down to verse 38. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. You come back to, to John, uh, over to John 14. John 14 and verse 11. John fourteen eleven. Again, I'll remind you, the book of John is written with the idea and the, and the, the portrait that Jesus Christ is God. He's the Messiah, God with him. And that's exactly what he's doing here. John 14, verse 11, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sakes. There's nothing any clearer than that. That when he come back here to Matthew 11, when he looks at them, and he answers those disciples, listen, you go back to John, and what you tell John is, the blind, verse 5, The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. You go back and tell John those issues there, and instantly, you know what John will know? John will know, alright, there's a Messiah, something's going on. See, John's issue was, hey... <laughs> I announced you, we're supposed to have the kingdom by now, and I'm sitting in jail over here. What's the holdup? Are you really the guy or not? And so verse 6, And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. In other words, blessed is the man that will look at those works, understand that I am the Messiah, And not be offended just because it isn't working out just how you thought it was supposed to work out. Rather, take a breath. John ends up being tested, just like Israel will be tested. And the heart of the people that was going to be tested, they're going to have to bear sorrow. They're going to have to bear the tribulation period. They're going to have to bear trial and burden. They're going to have to go all the way down through all of that. And at the end, they're going to have to be in that issue of staying the course, carrying on. Come over to 1 John chapter 2. You see it here, 1 John chapter 2. And in a passage that we've used time, from time to time in, in other mechanisms. But notice John, 1 John 2, starting verse 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that the Antichrist, I'm I'm sorry, as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You see, there's a time period in that tribulation where Israel is going to be tested. And if they aren't grounded verse 20, but ye have an unction from the holy one and that's the new covenant issues and ye know and ye know all things. When they're talking about an issue here, <laughs> hey, if they were to carry on, but these guys didn't carry on. When it got tough, they left. They departed, and they left and they depart because of the persecution. What they did was that scoffer thing in in Second Peter three. You said the last days were coming. The kingdom? Where is it? What's been going on? What's happening here? So these guys were just, come back to Matthew 11. In that tribulation period, verse 6, that issue in Isaiah 28, don't, he that believeth shall not make haste. Hey, patience is going to be the virtue. I mean, I mean, look at us today. Who would have thought any of us would have ever had a problem with sitting at home and doing nothing? And yet, we all seem to have a problem. <laughs> you know, they'd show those pictures of everybody out on the beach. I'm like, well, they're not worried. What's crazy is the numbers here in Arizona, the biggest group is the 20 to 44-year-olds. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Huh? You know. <laughs> Why? Because they think they're invincible and they're out doing. And somebody said today on one of the news reports, it might have been on the radio, that they're also the group of people who are demanding to be tested. And that's why they know that that number is so high. Where I would, I don't, if I don't, if unless I am just not in it, I ain't gonna be, te- I don't go to the doctor. I got a sore on my leg, I've had it for two weeks. I ain't going to the doctor, you know. But that younger millennial age Gen Zers that are coming in, we wanna be tested. We wanna know what's going on. So and we got a bunch of them in this in this state in the county I should say in maricopa because of 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 how our population is anyway you you're back to Matthew 11 I hope the point here with John is that he, John had an idea of how things were supposed to work out and when they weren't working out he was like hey guys go down there and make sure he's really him <laughs> and it wasn't a lack of faith it was a uh, Hey, I should not be in jail. By the way, who should have gotten John out of jail? Israel. They should have recognized who he was and went down there and got him. And that's really what's going to happen now in from verse 7 to 15. Had they understood who John really was they, and who he was forerunning, the Messiah, they would have went down there and got him out of jail. And demanded of Herod to cut him loose. But you know what? They didn't. They rejected John the same. Just now. And so really what you see there is a a picture, a typology, if you will, of that little flock in the tribulation. And how the nation as a whole is going to turn on them rather than embrace them. But again, Matthew 11 and 12, we're seeing the obvious, open, blatant rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyway, verse 7. Matthew eleven seven, we got fifteen minutes to get eight verses here. We can do it. As and as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But but what went ye out for to see? A man clothed and Soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. Isn't that interesting? If you want to go look for the the fancy wear, you're going to go up there. You see, John was not that. John was down there. Well, what was he? He was, in in Matthew 3, how was he dressed when he was out there? He had on a little raiment. He had on a little camel's hair and a leather girdle, and he was eating locusts and honey. (laughs) And he's out doing it. 11, nine. but 9. But what, but what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. You see, John was a prophet, but he was more than a prophet because he's the one prophet that said, the Father said, Here, I'm coming before, I come before the Messiah, and by the way, there's the Messiah. You see, he is the one, he's that prophet that the Scripture wrote about and said he was going to show up before I came. <laughs> Here he is. Verily I say unto you, verse 11, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now that's quite a statement about John. The Lord makes a statement about John because of him being the forerunner of the Messiah. And John come over to John 1 and what is he what happens in John one thirty three what did he say? I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water the same said unto me. He was commissioned and sent and commissioned by the Father. So come, come over to Luke sixteen. So John is a greater than anyone ever born, John sixteen and verse sixteen this this verse that We've pointed out to you before when we were in Luke and when we were in John and now here again in Matthew because it points to the criticalness and the, the special place and position of John the Baptist and who he was. Luke sixteen sixteen, "...the law and the prophets were until John." The Law and the Prophets were exclusively, that's all there was, was the Law and the Prophets. Since that time, what time? Since John began to preach, since that time the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. Beginning with John the Baptist, the issue now is the issue of the kingdom. The issue is no longer the Law and the Prophets. The issue now is the reception, or the rejection, of the kingdom, and especially in John's ministry. And the issue of the king being here and the kingdom showing up and being vested in the king, there he sits, the Lord. And from the days of John, he says, until now, John's testimony had been violently rejected by the Pharisees. His announcement of the king had been rejected. His testimony had been rejected and opposed. Come back to Matthew 11 and see see how it works out here. You see, when the Lord lays out his rejection, John was included in it, and he looks at these guys and says, hey, when you go out there, who are you looking for? Were you looking for a guy who's a politician, or were you looking for a prophet? You were looking for a prophet. You were looking for someone greater than more than a prophet verse 12 and from the days of John the king uh, I'm sorry from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force they had forcefully violently opposed stood against John and they take it by force Notice that, Matthew 21. Watch them do it. Matthew 21. They come along and they're going to they're gonna forcefully take it. Matthew 21, verse 33. The Lord lays out a parable here of the householder. Verse 33, here another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it around about and digged the winepress in it and built a tower, and let it out the husbandmen, and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen, that they might receive the fruits of it. But the husbandmen took his servants, and beat one, and killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other servants, more than the first they did unto them likewise. But last of all he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. You see, the rulers of Israel here were were worse than the ones before them because they took the son himself and they killed him. And the violent bunch of people that he's talking about here. They're identified down in verse 41. They say unto him, He will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandman, which shall render him the fruits in his season. Jesus saith unto him, Did ye never read in the Scripture the stone which the builders rejected, the same as become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. They perceived that he spake of them. Verse 45 And when the chief priests and the Pharisees had heard his parable, they perceived that he spoke of them. They've come along, they're opposing him, they're taking it by violence. Over there in Isaiah 19, he he talks about, verse 25, he says, "...whom the Lord of the hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, mine inheritance." See, they're seizing the inheritance. Did it stop? Was it somebody at the door? I don't know. That's okay. Don't look. We're almost done. Okay? Come back to Matthew 11. You see, folks, they were violently, violence, taking it by force. The kingdom is held in the hands. The nation is held in the hands of the, of the religious leaders here. And as soon as he is going to remove the authority from them, and he's going to go over here and give it to the people that it belongs to, they're going to reject it, and they're going to attack, and they're going to, well, the 70th week of Daniel happens, and they go after him. Verse 13, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. But But he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, verse 15, that's a hard saying. But notice something. Notice what he's saying here. If Israel had received the kingdom, John the Baptist would have been Elijah. Now, that causes a great consternation amongst people who look at this stuff and go, well, wait a minute, how is that? Well, you've got to go back to Malachi 4 because what is Malachi 4? Malachi 4. Here is the end of the Old Testament as far as the uh, the law and the prophets are concerned. Verse one, he says, "For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up," saith the Lord of hosts, "that it shall leave them neither root nor branch." But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Second coming passage. All this is about the second coming of Christ. Verse 4, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb, for all of Israel. With the statutes and the judgments, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of his fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Right here, when he says, hey, listen, guys, if you had received him, he would have been Elijah. He's fulfilling this issue here of the two guys that are going to show up before the second coming of the Lord. Elijah and Moses. Now, Elijah is, verse 5 there, I will send you Elijah. By the way, notice there are four names listed here. Elijah, Moses, the Lord, and Horeb. <laughs> the ending, the, the, in the last chapter of the Old Testament, the last four names that are mentioned are found here and they're found in connection with the second coming of Christ. <laughs> there are the two witnesses that are going to wit- be that witness to Israel, according to Zechariah 4, Revelation 11, and so forth. The two witnesses, that information is found here in the Old Testament, here Malachi 4, 5, but back in Deuteronomy 18, 18, he talks about Moses and about the prophet, that prophet, so clearly, what do we have going on here? Go back there to Matthew 11. Matthew chapter 11. On your way, stop in chapter 3. Chapter 3 of Matthew. So when he says, if you will receive it, the kingdom, okay, verse 11 and 12 there, if you, if you Israel, will receive it, the kingdom, then John is Elijah. And the Lord would have been Moses, that prophet. But you don't. Matthew 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in this wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the, the Lord, make his path straight. And the same, John had his raiment of camel's hair and and leather girdle about his loins and his meat, and whereas of locusts and wild honey, he's dressed like Elijah was dressed. So when you come here, back over to chapter 11, and he says, And if, that's a big if, if they would have received him, It, The kingdom. Come over to Matthew 17. Matthew 17. Then he would have been Elijah. He would have been functioning as Elijah was to function as the witness. Matthew 17. Notice verse number 10. And this disciple asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes that Elias, Elijah, must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, That Elias is come already, and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Then the disciples understood that he spake of John the Baptist. Jesus said, Elijah is already come. Now what's... Now, okay... (laughs) By the way, you look at Matthew, you go back, we we didn't look at Mark 1 and John 1 and Matthew, all this stuff. (laughs) The Lord says, hey, if you guys had paid attention to what was going on, if you would have received him, go back there to Matthew 11, if you would have received him, if you would have received the kingdom, If you would have received John the Baptist, then the kingdom would be coming and everything would be flowing in. But you didn't. You rejected him. You rejected him. The verse I was struggling to remember was Luke 1, just so you have it. Luke 1, verse 17. This is the verse I kind of was looking for. Luke 1, 17. And he, talking about John the Baptist, shall go before him, that's the Lord, in the spirit and power of Elias, Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and are disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. John the Baptist was a type of Elijah who would have fulfilled the prophecy if Christ had come back in Acts 1-7 where that second coming of Christ is the issue. But When the Lord came back, he stopped Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus and (laughs) changed the program, okay? Go back to Matthew 11. We'll pick up here in verse 16. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil, and off we go. And we'll look at all that next time. Just catch, the Lord is setting up the fact that of, of rejection. They first rejected John the Baptist. The moment he was thrown in jail, they should have went and got him out of jail, but they didn't. They let him be there. Okay? His disciples come. He says, go remind John, a little patience, I am who he said I was, I am the Messiah, we're going to get this done, the kingdom is going to come, just relax. And then he goes in about the issue of them rejecting John, of why, really, the delay, they rejected him. Now they're going to reject the Messiah, so there's another delay, 70th week of Daniel's second coming of Christ, and so forth. Okay? Okay. Well, it's good to be back, and we'll pick up in verse 15, 16, and carry on, okay? All right, dearly Father, we thank you for the, morning, for the evening, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the study in it, for the folks' desire to, to, to study and to know and to learn and to look into these things. In your name we pray, amen.